Daddy Squared. Gay Dads Save the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello and welcome to another episode of Daddy Squared, Gay Dads Save the World, Day 26. Uh, we have four to go, Alex. Wow. We made a promise to do uh, 30. Did we make this promise? No, I Nobody mean, you may, made, you may have made that promise to yourself, yes. but, but still. So I, it's 30 dads, 30 days. Wait, 30 dads, 30 days, 30 gays. But it's more than 30 gays because some of our interviews have had yeah, couples. Yeah, that's right. But still. Um, anyway, I'd like to talk to you, Alex, about uh, fasting. So... Um, you know that you know that I've been doing this thing when I started running uh, at night when nobody sees me and nobody <laughs> can see how fat I am. Um, I eat cake during the day that everyone can see. Okay, most of the people. Um, so and then like I started doing something that really worked out for me uh, when I was working out, uh, which is the fasting at night, right. which means that after the after eight, PM yeah. when the kids go to sleep, I just stop eating, and it's very easy because you basically collapse. It's not at the easy. end of the day. It's not easy, but go on. Well, we use. I think I always said that in the podcast as well that the hardest part are the eating at night. Like after the kids go to sleep, you go to the fridge and you have like this intimate relationship yes. with the ice cream. In the well, that's theater. why I'm saying it's not easy. I mean, for God's sake, you know, you're you you work before the pandemic. You you work all day long. You come home. You know, during work, you don't have that much chance to eat things anyway. You come home. You get the kids. You do the thing with the kids. You get the kids to sleep. And then there's cake. I mean, the cake is just there, and it's begging to be eaten. Anyway, so so, so I turned out that this thing has become really popular. Right? People are actually fasting during the night, yes. or even more than that. And um, and when I started running and posting about it on social media, people started to ask me, "Are you fasting?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a thing." Right. So and I have to say that looking back. I don't know if you guys uh, know this about me, but before I was um, a web designer, I used to be a um, foreign press journalist for Israel. And one of, these, one of the interviews that I did for Israel was with Dwayne Johnson. And he told me, by the way, that when he tries to uh, lose weight and bulk up, uh, he usually just stop eating at 4 p.m. So you're saying if I stop eating at 4 p.m., I'm going to look like The Rock? That's awesome. I'm, I'm well, going to do it just today, I did, though. I, did, I didn't say that. I think it's very hard. And I think, by the way, he told me that he got this, uh, this eating habit from Mark Wahlberg. I'm not, that oh, I'm not Jesus signing Christ. on. I don't remember like exactly who. Um, anyway, so apparently he does that. And apparently it's, it's kind of a healthy thing to do because, you know, if you don't eat for a while, it gives your um, digestive system a break. And it's actually your body is continue to do what's supposed what it's supposed to be doing uh, when it's not digesting, which is healing itself. Did you know that? I, I yeah, I guess. I mean, look, I, I do dream eating. I'm not even kidding. I get well, up in the middle of the night and eat, and I'm not even sure. Oh, I'm I thought conscious. you dream about eating. And well, I'm I like, also That's do the best that. Diet. <laughs> I also want to point out to our listeners that I believe we are still during the period of Ramadan when. 
uh, when Muslim, at least you know, observant Muslims, they don't eat it all during the day, and then when the sun goes down, they have like a big feast every night, which I think is totally contrary to what you're talking about, and probably will not result in significant well, weight loss. I I don't know anything about the history of the Ramadan, but all I can say is that when you give your body a break from eating, it heals itself. That's what I can say, and I, I've read a book about it, by the way, if anybody wants to know. You might have I'll to put a, post a link to that book. All right. Anyway, uh, today we're calling Connecticut. Um, Michael Stokes, he's a therapist, and he has a, a therapy clinic uh, in Connecticut. And um, let's, uh, let's, let's call it. him now. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. <laughs> Here we go. Hello. Hi, Michael. Michael. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I'm Jan. I'm the one with the accent, and Alex is the one without the accent. I have an accent. It's just from <laughs> Philadelphia. We just all so have you, an accent. Right. It's totally cool. Just so you understand the voices. Um, sure. So let's start. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about your work and how has it changed during the pandemic? Sure. So I am a mental health therapist. I have a mental health practice, uh, you know, in the town where I, where I live. And uh, so I have uh, about 70 mental health therapists that work within my office. And so we, we have since the um, COVID-19 issue ha- has come up, uh, we have been doing telehealth services for our clients uh, since about the, like, March 13th really was the kind of tipping point for for us to know that we need to put ourselves uh, first as well as our clients and offer this service um, to our to our clients. How many of your clients have kept going when you switched to virtual? I would say that about 80% of our our folks when when we let them know that we were going to go virtual uh, sort of shifted shifted over with us kind of with a seamless process. You know, the other 20% really were uh, skeptical, uh, weren't tech savvy, uh, said that they would rather wait until we got back into the office. You know, we were sort of thinking it was going to be like a couple week thing. So we were like letting them know this is, this is going to be the interim plan for the, for the next couple weeks. And so those 20% of, you know, clients said, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I would rather not sort of do the telehealth thing uh-huh. and wait until you're back in the office when, you know, the dust settles of the COVID-19 issue. And then we can sort of pick up where we left off. And when you do the telehealth, do you feel that uh, the, the problems have changed? Like you talk more about the COVID and the, the effects of, uh, of the lockdown? Or is it like continuing what you've been working on with them uh, before that? No, it feels like a giant pause, you know, with our clients. You know, whatever we were working on, whether that was... Um, you know, a depressive disorder that could have been trauma, uh, that could have been substance use issues. Um, it, it was sort of like on uh, hold while they were really dealing with, you know, as well as us, you know, dealing with the transition of what the, what this new uh, life was going to look like and kind of making sense from, you know, the news and uh, social media and kind of filtering that um, so we, we had to take a pause in, and kind of process that stuff 
Um, and when I when I look back on it, you know, it really uh, highlights, you know, a lot of the the issues that they that they were dealing with. You know, at the time it felt like a pause, but you know, really sort of looking back and reflecting, it it really highlighted that anxiety disorder. It highlighted the substance use disorder, um, and and it just made it a bit more complicated. Right. Uh, yeah. So when you look at the at your patients right now and and the problems that you're dealing with during COVID nineteen, what is the is there a, like a collective sort of anxiety about something? I'm asking these questions just because if uh, somebody who listen to us at home and I want them to make them feel that you know maybe their anxiety is is like somebody that many of us experience. Yeah, I tell my clients, you know, as well as the the folks that work for the practice when we're when we're in team team meetings and staff meetings, that we are no doubt going through a collective trauma. We are all going through this trauma together. and and we uh, are experiencing these trauma symptoms that look a lot like anxiety symptoms. Um, you know, together. So we, we are more hypervigilant. We, we are more um, feeling, you know, the, the sort of weight of the world. And so we, we have to do things to, to combat that. Uh, you know, really that self-care and really tapping into the coping skills that have, that have worked for us in the past and, you know, really applying them to COVID-19. You know, so, so let's just, uh, let's go, let's go home for a moment. What you tell us a little bit about what you have at home family wise. Sure. So I have a four year old adoptive daughter and a husband. Uh, my husband, um, is at home, um, you know, sort of pre and post COVID-19. Uh, my, you know, daughter typically goes to daycare during the point that I had moved folks to telehealth really was the point that I, that I moved my, my family home to. So my daughter didn't go to daycare and, uh, you know, I've been working <clears throat> from my home office, uh, you know, here at, here at home trying to balance the, um, you know, part-time therapist and part-time dad. And that has been extremely challenging. Um, even though sort of March 13th, I thought that this, this was going to be an easier transition, um, because I can sort of do everything, right? Like I can be dad more, I could be a therapist more. Um, but, but that wasn't true at all. What are you doing to keep her busy for year old? So we are trying to, take her outside as much as possible and, you know, experience the, uh, you know, sort of nature in the yard. And we've been trying to, you know, Amazon prime these activities for her. Um, just anything that we, we can do to, to sort of keep her busy. Um, but she's craving that, that peer interaction and trying to wrap her head around why, uh, she can't go to school and why we can't go to the mall and why we can't go to build a bear and all these things that just seemed within her like routine, um, you know, trying to explain that to her in a way that that makes sense to her without really instilling an anxiety disorder within a four, four year old and, and sharing too much. So what what do you explain to her? So we we have explained to her that uh, there are germs and that we had to take her out of school and that we are going to stay home for, for a little bit so that we can 
uh, really understand and get a handle on on the germs that are uh, that are outside. They're they're outside from our house. They're they're outside from our yard, and so you know she has made made comments of you know I really wish that that people would get better soon, or you know I uh, or she'll like you know, think of a friend, does, you know, Susie have germs? And so we, we then try to reinforce that we're going to see Susie soon and that the germs are going to be over soon and we're going to get back to our routine, but now let's go do, and then sort of, uh, you know, filter in an activity. That's Susie. That's Susie's had (laughs) cooties from the very beginning. We all know about Susie. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me, Michael, just uh, one, uh, one uh, one before last question so sure. uh, did did she start already with the uh, makeup and nails i i was wondering with little girls like at which age she started now yeah so she is all about makeup and um she's practicing you know, on of, you part of that is uh she got access to my husband's makeup kit from his old drag life so <laughs> they've been clearly uh, you know, dragging it up over, over the last couple of weeks, uh, and sort of doing, you know, I'll, I'll come down to either use the bathroom or get a snack and there's wigs and like makeup and just craziness happening. Oh my God. That's just, that's drag queen. Yeah. It's, I, we really have to shop a little bit on Amazon. Um, listen, we want (laughs) to, we want to ask you one final question. Um, and, and we hope that you're willing to divulge really, really private information here. And it is, over the course of the last, I don't know, several weeks, describe the most awful, disgusting thing you've eaten. Hmm. Um, that would probably be uh, DoorDash um, from Friendly's. It literally uh, was, I think I got chicken nuggets and French fries and uh, a disgusting Sunday ah, and Sunday Friendly's is not the place that I want to dine, but like, <laughs> it's the only thing that had a 30 minute delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is very impressed. I'm impressed. That's a good, that's a good one. Listen, we've asked other people and they've said, well, you know, I, I, I made a salad and I just poured on the dressing and you're like, what the fuck is that? So yeah, good for, yeah, no. yeah. Well, good no. for you. We are, we are big bitches over here. <laughs> <laughs> there is no salad. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we may, you know, acquire some drag lessons from your husband. Oh my God, drag we makeup should lessons. totally talk to him about that. Yeah, he can, he can totally send it over. He, he, can, <laughs> he can do a mean eyeshadow uh, sort of, uh, you know, look for you. I mean, Me, I can't help you in that, you know, area at, at all. You know, I'm sort of makeup list. I, I yes. tell my my daughter it's like only for daddy and dads, <laughs> which I refer to myself as dad. Dads don't don't wear makeup. Daddies do. Yes, so. but you can you can perform the therapy on our children that will be necessary after the drag. So <laughs> totally, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm saving in her college savings fund, and I'm hoping and praying she does not go to college because she's going to need that for therapy. Of course. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I feel you. Michael, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, of course, for what for you're what doing you do, during yeah. this time. No problem. Thank you for uh, interviewing me and uh, for, for all that you're doing, uh, sort of spreading out all the gay dad love. Thank <laughs> all you right. so much. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. That's clear.